welcome back to the afternoon snack podcast i'm meredith here with alex and ivy in a cone we're coming to you live from the floor of our office why are we sitting on the floor well we bought a house and we got possession on it of it on friday and because i can't wait to move in which is going to be happening on the 18th or 19th officially we're going to get like a a truck and everything and um i figure like why not start moving stuff ourselves so you took all of our office yeah like no desks no chairs she took i was like looking for a spare towel yesterday and she's like <laughs> oh you're gonna have a hard time finding those towels. I was like, why did you take that? Like, of all things, to move early because we never use the spare towels until we need the I spare know, towel. It's not the way it always is. Yeah, or until like it would be nice to have a chair to sit in. Yeah, but here I am sitting on a pillow. What do you have there? A blanket? Yeah. Yeah, but that's cool. I think the we'll have like a dedicated like podcast space, which will be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Like a upper office and then the lower office and right now the reason we're waiting to move in is because we're having so it's got a basement but the basement was totally unfinished and it's sweet because the ceilings are higher than what we have now in our rental so we're getting it totally uh we're getting built out so not completely finished it's getting drywall paint and then we're going to leave the the ceiling exposed and spray that like paint it so it's like it's finished but not we retain the like the ceiling height gonna be cool it's gonna be a really neat gym space and bigger than what we have so that's in the works it's ongoing um what else ivy the big update in our lives besides the the house was kind of i'll never forget the closing day people are like oh you'll never forget your first day as a homeowner and i'm like damn right because (laughs) that was also the day we had to rush ivy in for emergency uh string removal surgery so the the closing day is a little bit um i'm not gonna say tainted it just it's a memorable story for that reason too she ate the string on wednesday night Mm -hmm. and this is how it went so on last sunday we went to like a local meat market here and we bought a bunch of different like meats for the week. And one of the things we bought, Meredith was making for dinner on Wednesday night. It was like pork something. Cutlets. Pork cutlets, which were actually not very tasty. Um, no offense to you. They just were lean and we didn't do it up with, I think, the right amount of oil. We were also very distracted. Yeah. Anyway, Meredith, I'm sitting on the couch. Meredith is preparing this meat. So she unties. When you go to a butcher, they use like butcher's yarn it's it's just twine okay it's twine Mm -hmm. but it's like a gray very coarse yeah no it's a it's brown what's the same twine you use to like truss up poultry it's cooking cooking twine. so they use that to like package up the meat and i see meredith like ivy's very interested in the string and i see meredith like proceeding to kind of like play with like dangle it to ivy and then i saw her like tying it onto the utensil drawer knob and I look over, I'm like, hey, like, what are you doing with that string? As in, like, get that string away from Ivy. Like, every cat owner, it's like cat owning 101. Don't leave string with the cat. Meredith, 
I'm just tying it here so Ivy can play with it. Mm-hmm. And I think you said something like, I'm going to keep an eye on her. So I like go upstairs <laughs> for a few minutes to do something. Probably come down like three or five minutes later and <clears throat> Meredith like wide eyed and like staring at me. And she's like, um, did you move that string? <laughs> and I was like, no. Like looking at her like, you better not have. I, to this point, like Alex is upstairs and like the amount of panic in my body is hard to describe. Cause like what happened was I, like I tied it up. I went to the bathroom like to pee super short trip. I didn't even have, my phone was plugged up upstairs. I wasn't like on Instagram wasting time or anything. Come back out like literally 30 seconds later and the string was gone and Ivy was just sitting there kind of like looking at me and I was like, okay, don't panic. It probably fell into the drawer because I was like opening to get like cooking utensils. I was like, it probably got caught, probably fell in the drawer. I flipped the entire kitchen in like, and I was like, I have to do it quietly because I don't want to alarm Alex because I know I'm going to find the string and I like, I don't want to have to explain it. So I'm just going to find it and we're going to pretend like this never happened. And needless to say, I couldn't find the string. And uh, it's because our dear old darling Ivy cat ate it in about... 30 seconds and I, I'm like well the cat probably ate it and you you exclaimed the cat that never eats anything and I'm like all right so we have like a little dangling toy it's like <laughs> it, it's a little pole and then it has it's like a fleece string but it's attached to like a pole and we dangle it in front of her it's like a rainbow like it's, a, it's called a, it's a teaser toy a teaser toy and she will try to swallow that toy she has she's done it a couple of she's times she's consumed like half a foot and then you kind of have to like pull it away from her but yeah. she gets it down there the the like the eight the eight inch like eight inches on the end are like crusty with cat mucus yeah so like we know <laughs> that ivy has it <sighs> she has a propensity to eat string or anything or anything like she doesn't do it often but no. she will do it but also the, the as crazy... a kitten she puked up one of her crinkle balls like so she likes eating her cranks we know that and anyway. she's only done it once once so <clears throat> then on she was fine on wednesday we call the vet and like i've uh well, hang on i'm not done with the wednesday part of the story oh. i did like i tied like a slip knot so like in theory when you pull on the string the night like the knot gets tighter so the only thing I can figure is she must have like reached way up at the like the actual knob and like hooked her claw in the the slip knot portion of it and pulled it out. It's just Did she see me. you tie the knot? Because then she would have known how to untie it. Yeah, she must have. She it probably, probably was like, that's a damn slip knot. I know how to untie that. Like I'll show her. <laughs> she thinks I'm a big dummy. But anyways, so that was it. And then Thursday, so we called emergency vet, reached out to some vet friends on Wednesday night, called emergency they said just monitor her so on thursday this is the day after it happened we called her vet vet and they said yeah definitely bring her in and we'll like get her we'll do an exam and take an x-ray to see if there's any like twisting up in the intestines if it's passed through her exam was uh perfect she was acting totally normal playful relaxed um so we're like okay and like the day went on we kept hearing more and more stories about people's cats who had done this right and eaten string or shoelaces and everyone kind of had the same story and it's like oh get ready to like start snipping string out of her butthole which i was like that's ah, kind of gross but i can do that for sure it's like every 
every person that we talked to who isn't an expert in like animal medicine was like oh haha she'll be fine Mm -hmm. and then every vet that we talked to was like okay you need to be concerned well i was starting to think the vet might be biased because they only see cats and dogs who come in needing surgery or whatever so anyways on thursday we were like what did she poo on friday Mm. no thursday because i was in the basement yeah it was thursday so on on thursday we were like watching close eye for the string to come out and like this was a pretty significantly long piece of string like at least 18 inches to two feet Mm -hmm. and so we're like it's gonna start coming out like i doubt it's gonna come out in a big clump because it's like a pretty big clump so on thursday we're on like poop watch she's acting completely normal i'm sitting on the couch all of a sudden she comes screaming out of her litter box straight down into the basement like runs like, into the wall and then hard left into the basement we're like that is for <clears throat> sure a cat that just pooped so we go and investigate and meredith's like digging through <laughs> <laughs> i was like uh, i was like i don't did she just do this there was like, a couple little turds but they were like she had buried them so i couldn't tell if they're old or not so i kind of scooped them out to examine them and I was like, well, I don't know if she just did this if they if they were like in the litter box. So then I would like put them down and I like so I would like touch them and I was like, oh, they're warm. This is like she just did this. And then I go down to the basement to work out like a couple hours later, and sure enough, there's like Ivy was all freaked out. I guess that's why she ran to the basement because she still had like a turd attached. So there was a turd in the basement. <laughs> um, but it was so- just like a hair, like it wasn't the string. No, it, there was yeah cat hair in it, but no string. So mm-hmm. we're like, okay, it's kind of weird that like that she would have a turd attached to her butthole which doesn't usually happen yeah it's like it, i don't think it's ever happened but like no sign of the string so like already we're <laughs> a little suspicious and then on friday she was not eating yeah friday's when she kind of <sighs> took a turn so she was acting kind of weird not eating drank a little bit <clears throat> and then what we were instructed to watch for was like gagging like make sure if she's like like if she throws up it. like that's kind of a sign to bring her in <laughs> so we're sitting on the couch it was like probably 9 Mm a.m. and she hasn't gone to the washroom yet or anything and all of a sudden she starts like gagging like she's gonna throw up sure enough she pukes up like two quite large masses i was like what so we were kind of like excited yeah they were like grayish and so meredith walks over and like examines them and then like looks up up at me with like her mouth gaping open she's like two crinkle balls (laughs) She'd eaten two two of her crinkle balls. They were like crinkle ball torpedoes. She must have eaten them, like, I assume earlier in the morning because her stomach was feeling kind of bad and she didn't have access to, like, grass or something. But I was like, what? Yeah, which was one of, one of my vet clients who I was talking to was telling me, like, okay, it's probably a good idea to bring her in. <clears throat> but then she started kind of puking a little more. And then the vet's like, you should probably bring her in. So we brought her in. And sure enough, she needed surgery. Yeah, the vet was like, <clears throat> it's kind of crazy. Like, you can tell with the way that the vet was talking. Oh, she's in your lap. She's about to ball up. Oh, she wants to eat your pants string. Okay. Go figure. Um, you could kind of tell by the way he was talking that he has to, like, he has to talk people into spending money on their animals when they need stuff like this. <clears throat> and he's like, you know, you could try to wait, but, um, you know, you might run the risk of having to go to emergency over the weekend and that would cost more and you know it's it's the likelihood that it her condition improves is pretty slim and i was just like just do it like just let's go ahead and like why would we wait that makes no sense so, so we did that yeah and then like thankfully she did end up needing the surgery like i guess there was there wasn't a chance that that string was gonna like 
no. unravel itself and go down, you know, her intestines and mm-hmm. end up out the door without any major problems. So thankfully we did that. And she was like not in good shape on Friday or Saturday. And then she still hadn't pooped and we were concerned about her being like constipated. Right. Cause she's on like a morphine derivative. Yeah. So like last night, right, like immediately before we were about to eat dinner, so like six thirty or seven, I like hear <clears throat> Ivy digging around in her litter box and I get, we're both like super excited. So she leaves the litter box <laughs> and I, I go over and I'm like, there's poo in here. And like I'm, Meredith comes over. I'm like, it looks kind of weird. It's like, it was like dark. Yeah. It was dark and it was kind of like, <clears throat> I mean, I don't know. It was just weird poo. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like her usual turds. And then I go back to sit on the couch and I'm like, I see Ivy like walking away from me. Like <laughs> I see her butt and there's literally poo dripping down, like all down her butt. She's like, oh, I think she on has her poo legs. on her butt. So I was thinking she's just like a, like strat, like a, a straggler turd. No, <laughs> this cat had straight up diarrhea. Yeah. So anyways, that was fun. Cause she, she, we can't obviously give her a bath cause she has stitches. So she kind of got a little bird bath. <laughs> she was just like, we're kind of like holding her over the sink and she's just like, like yelling like just please stop poor thing so she's been through a lot and then we have to like force antibiotics down her throat twice a day she hates it Mm -hmm. but that's all right she still loves us for some reason (laughs) she's in your lap yeah so that's kind of that's the ivy update she's good we're doing okay we're on the mend it was a crazy few days Mm -hmm. but we got our cat back we got our house we have no furniture in our rental because alex is impatient um things are good she's being really cute um yeah and then yesterday we blew up the internet with jillian michaels (laughs) yeah so i think kind of and then today we talked we posted on our instagram about we were talking at dinner last night about why someone like jillian michaels is like has the following that she has like 1.4 million and like she's not the only one like there are tons of people out there who are considered experts in fitness and nutrition and like they're spewing and like excuse my language but like they're spewing bullshit and people listen and people end up not getting anywhere Mm -hmm. just like frustrated it's just it's it's tough because as much as like we can we have somewhat of a platform to fight back a little bit and set the set the card straight it's like our platform is tiny mm-hmm. like even on if we combine our personals and our business page it's what a hundred not even a hundred thousand yeah that's she has an- 1.4 <clears throat> million yeah. and that's just one person yeah so it's um like the whole like the nutrition industry is frustrating like this is just kind of a frustrating industry to work in as like <clears throat> like a group of people who are evidence-based and whatnot because you're battling against so much of like so much of the misinformation that's out there and like the thing that's frustrating about Jillian is like she had an opportunity to be a good person and role model and do things the right way but like no doubt she recognized that there's not as much money in doing things that way there's just not so she like she got famous doing what she did on Biggest Loser like selling bullshit seven minute total body workouts like kind of you know perpetuating and buying into and being a part of this super toxic diet culture that's out there and like the whole reason that it exists is to keep people coming back and buying new like diets and 
nutrition programs and exercise programs because like you know there's something new that comes out every few months and like uh, I just like I looked up <clears throat> like the diet like the weight loss market diet market kind of thing in the U.S. alone is worth about 72 billion dollars 72 billion dollars and that's like really most of that is is selling people programs that don't work and they're kind of like designed to not work they're designed to hook you and have you like like keep coming back or not educate you because like the truth is like the basics of nutrition which are the things that actually work are not only super super slow uh they're super boring so there's really no money in that like no one it's hard to sell the idea that like yeah you can be healthy and lose weight and be fit and have a you know a body that you're proud of but it's going to take you like three or four years that is a that's a hard thing for people to hear when so much of our life is um is instantaneous things we things that we want we can have instantly like if you live in the u.s and you have amazon prime you can get two-hour delivery on like on most things like we just we want things we get things and it happens like in an in an instant so that's where people's heads are at. So how do you take someone who expects that and get them to be okay with the fact that like true success in health and fitness, especially if you are digging yourself out of a, a bit of a hole is, is years of hard work. It's the antithesis of the way that we live in society. Yeah, I was, I was just looking at to show some examples, some typical women's health magazine <clears throat> things. And it's just like, like this one, it says, look great naked, flat belly foods, fast toning moves, cellulite blasters. Mm -hmm. That's all fake. Mm -hmm. That doesn't, fat, flat belly foods, they don't, that is, does not exist. No. Like, fast toning moves cellulite blasters i mean i i actually would love to see what the article says but <laughs> i can only imagine that it's just nothing yeah it's certainly not gonna work like i mean cellulite's genetic we know that like the way that that women store body fat is largely determined by genetics <clears throat> um you know belly like flattening foods Unless that's like, it probably says fruits and vegetables, lots of fiber, not a lot of processed foods. I would like, if they're delivering any information other than that, then they're just making things up. Yeah. <clears throat> it's crazy though. Like even people who follow us on Instagram and end up, you know, reaching out for coaching. It's insane. I mean, you see just a great variety of misconceptions that are just, mm. they're not even like people are misunderstood it's like this knowledge that these beliefs are so ingrained mm -hmm. like they they cannot believe that like eating past 8 p.m is okay or you know like trying to explain why they've lost two pounds in one night it's not fat loss like or gain two pounds overnight it's not you know you didn't gain two pounds of fat it's like <clears throat> they can't it's so ingrained from like the last 30 years of seeing it on magazines and stuff mm -hmm. 
that they can't believe like they they can't get it out of their heads like no it's it's fat it has to be yeah I feel fatter that like I'm gaining weight something's wrong like um and that's just like one example I was gonna ask what are like what are a couple of examples like what do what would you say is the most common like sort of diet culture carryover myth that you have to deal with on a regular basis probably speed of weight loss Mm -hmm. that's a big one I mean I say in most of my plans or coaching to people who want to lose weight, like we are looking for 0.5 to one pound per week. Mm-hmm. And that's, and that's not even going to be linear. Like you're not, not going to see like one pound every single week. It's going to be up and down, up and down. But over the course of eight weeks, you know, six to 10 pounds is, is great. That's really great. What's crazy is if you took, <clears throat> you take someone who, whose goal is primarily like fat loss or weight loss. And you say, <clears throat> like, what if I could give you, or what if we could work together and, and you could lose 52 pounds? They were like, oh my God, that sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. And you're like, all right, let's do that. Um, we'll start today. And then this time next year, you'll have <laughs> lost 52 pounds. And they're like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Where like, really, when you, when you take a big step back and you think about that, you think about what it, <clears throat> what it would be like to you know, if you, if you do need to, or want to lose significant weight, what it would be like to be 52 pounds lighter and then ask yourself if you're okay with the fact that that process in order to to do that and retain it, that process is going to take a year. Yeah. And like most people would actually probably be okay with that. It's just, it's different than what you're, you're used to seeing on magazine covers because magazine covers will tell you that, yeah, lose 30 pounds in 30 days or something crazy like that. And maybe, like, sure, you can do keto or low carb or whatever, and you will absolutely lose, like, 10 pounds in a month for sure. Easy. But, like, that's that's water weight. It's probably going to come back. And even if it doesn't, you're going to lose that initial 10 pounds, and then you're going to be at a hard plateau on top of feeling like absolute, like, crap because you're you have no carbs in your life, and you have no idea what to do next. Like, anybody can lose 30 pounds in 30 days. Just, like... I mean, people on Survivor do it all the time. Mm-hmm. You people could like I could, eat. I could, I could probably do it in thir- thirty days. What's What's hard is keeping it off, and like, what makes it easier to keep it off is to go at a sustainable pace mm-hmm. and implement the habits that are required to keep it off. But so, like, you don't see on a magazine cover or on the, even the Today Show, like when they have their fitness gurus, like, yeah. Um, like this is all this is all about habits it's about sleeping eight hours it's about this like they're on there like oh fat blasting recipes like there's no such thing as a fat blasting recipe there's no such thing as like a arm toning workout Uh, you can't drink like green tea and lose belly fat no (laughs) like it just and i like i have read i have read all of those articles Mm -hmm. i have read i've I was one who bought women's health because I was interested in like fitness Mm -hmm. and I was reading that stuff and like looking back and not that I fell into the traps. It was just like something to read. I it's, it's every single, every single week there's a new magazine that I see on the cover that says something that's just complete crap. It's actually amazing that they can repackage that bullshit over and over and over again and people still buy it. Yeah. It's insane. Um, but that's like, that's kind of what we're up against and that's the industry sort of like as a whole and even Weight Watchers, which I think is a pretty well-intended, like well-intended program. Like I think that they're, they're a a little less, mm, 
they're a little less educational yeah so they're like the issue with weight watchers and it's probably it is probably by design is that when you you know you do it maybe you do lose weight in a very sustainable way because it's like not a totally unintelligent program but they're not telling you like this is why this is happening because they want you to keep paying your 20 30 40 dollars a month forever because they want you to think if i'm not on weight watchers or with weight watchers then i'm going to gain it all back or i can't be successful so like the education component is lacking in general in the nutrition industry but certainly in programs like that which are designed to keep you coming back and it's like weight watchers now has you know harness the power uh harness the science of intermittent fasting and it's like there's no science intermittent fasting like you're just restricting calories in a different way yeah so it's it's everywhere it is everywhere um trying to think of the most like I i think one time i explained to someone you're not you don't gain like the weight you don't gain in weight the food that you ate that day or the day before like that's not how your body stores and uses the energy that's going into your mouth it's kind of the repeated exposure to a, like a calorie surplus that leads because like you're like if you're using energy in your body you're going to be depleting glycogen stores and also like the free free fatty acids that are in your blood and so when you eat food like carbs first go they like your body's smart right um it looks and says where are we depleted so if your glycogen stores are depleted and your free fatty acids are low they go to restore that first and then like now we're looking at storing adipose tissue but unless you're eating you know tons and tons and tons of food your your energy like the food that you're eating is going to the right place <clears throat> i think insulin gets a really bad like insulin's super misunderstood that's one that's the one i was trying to think of so insulin people think that insulin spikes are bad insulin spikes are bad because they make you fat true or false false why well it's like because they're like it's it's a normal physiological process there is a uh, and you know that like there is a situation where insulin elevated insulin is bad mm-hmm. and it's in people who are diabetic or pre-diabetic because your body's just not responding like if insulin can't do its job like insulin's job is to lower blood like in glucose. a healthy person it doesn't make you fat but when you get to a certain point it it is bad mm-hmm. because your body in order if you're not responding to glucose or to insulin, if you're resistant, then like now your your pancreas is having to produce more and more and more and more and more to get you to to get your body to respond and to actually do something with blood sugar. And then you end up in a situation where you're tapped out on producing in- insulin and your blood sugar isn't going down. And that like now you have diabetes. That's diabetes. Yeah. But in people who are not overweight, healthy or otherwise healthy, like you can anything that you eat is going to cause your insulin to elevate because insulin is a transporter molecule it's literally meant to move things around it moves glucose around it moves proteins around like it just it's sort of like the mailman in your body and um but you can like even there are supplements that are marketed and like even in the crossfit space i saw this one the other day noah olson has he's with some supplement company that's sort of brand new and they have a recovery protein product that's just uh, it's protein and carbs. It's like kind of like Nova three's product. Um, and I was, I was like, well, that's kind of cool. I was reading about it. Cause like it, Noah's with it and the packaging's really neat. And I was just like very hooked on that. So I just wanted to see what it was about, you know, and 
and they're talking about the the protein which is super high quality and that's great and then they're talking about the carbs and you know they're like we selected this kind of carb because it's very low glycemic index it's not going to spike your insulin and i'm like well hold up the whole point of putting carbs in your post-workout shake is to spike your insulin it's to raise your insulin so that all that protein you just took in in addition to the carbs can go back to your muscles can go back to restoring glycogen like yeah, but imagine on the packaging it said, this car, this carb will spike your insulin better than any other carb. People will read that and be like, I don't want that. I know, but it's like, come on, guys. Yeah. Like, just just leave it off the package. Like, you just it's, put something that's completely false and very sell. misleading it's to sell, to sell like, your product. Yeah. And I'm like, and I mean, Noah, like, Noah probably doesn't know any better. And I've seen other people post, like, I'm not going to name drop, but like, people in this area and other athletes who post recovery products and even like they say like oh it's it's not gonna spike your insulin and i'm like come on well it's no different than uh Rhonda patrick patrick posting about doing that whole thing on grapes oh yeah she was so in the weeds it's like (laughs) i mean yeah she's she's got the science behind it but it or i'm sure everyone has heard oh yeah carrots are have a high glycemic index or are beets or carrots it's like oh yeah you you shouldn't eat eat carrots like okay look if you're you care about your the problem is not carrots or no. beans or grapes <laughs> like it's just not yeah i like um like maybe if people, you're Rhonda patrick and you have you have everything else in your life dialed like dialed down like that she is gonna live until she's 200 years old maybe if you're that person you can worry about grapes yeah but i'm pretty sure she was on just like a regular old podcast <clears throat> that like people mm-hmm. who want to be interested in health yeah. listening to now everybody's like the grapes yeah <laughs> um meredith doesn't like grapes because they make her toot i had learned i used to love grapes i used to love white grapes i didn't eat them for a while and then <laughs> i think your mom dropped off like a bunch of um oh, are you uncomfortable no i'm are getting you? i'm just becoming more comfortable okay because like a chair and a desk <laughs> would be better than all right so yeah alex's mom dropped off a like a bunch of grapes or something and i don't i don't eat grapes like but I do like them. So I was like, oh, perfect. I'll just munch on these. So we were like, it was like what a Sunday afternoon. We were getting ready to go over to their place for dinner. And I probably ate like, I don't know, a cup, cup and a half of grapes. I kind of used them for my post-workout carb because I was like, they're there and they're easy. And we were driving to your your parents. And I was like, I'm, these are, I'm going to die. Like my stomach hurts so bad. Like this is going to kill me. I didn't know. Like the only thing I could figure was it was the grapes. I think it is some sometimes higher sugar fruits can cause get like distress. I guess they the grapes Wa- have it can a, happen with watermelon too. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess grapes have like a higher concentration of fructose. Yeah. Oh man, that was awful. Like I got, I was like, I don't, I think I need to lay down. Like I really wish that I could like toot right now because I feel like Violet and Willy Wonka. <laughs> like that's how I feel right now. <laughs> that my insides are going to burst but back to the topic i had i had a somebody who is trying to lose some body fat and we were working on getting her to limit the amount of alcohol she was drinking on the weekends and kind of getting her to track a little bit more on the weekends just like moving her towards more of a consistent weekend similar to her weekdays because she was basically blowing her calorie deficit with alcohol on the weekend which is very common and you know she would say well I kind of eat the same thing on the weekends but 
like I, I do drink and I was like, okay, you like that is a lot of calories. So let's try to think. And then she kind of came to me one day, just extremely frustrated. And she's like, well, I don't know. I'm not losing, I'm not losing any weight. Like, you know, after several conversations about this alcohol problem, not an alcohol problem, just the alcohol mm-hmm. contributing to calorie calories in. And she goes, I think, do you think I'm eating too much brown rice? <laughs> but like, again, that's just carbs are the enemy. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you do realize like brown rice is way better for you than alcohol. You couldn't eat enough brown rice to make up the equivalent calories that you're drinking on a Saturday night. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, like, no, know, it's the, it's the brown rice. It's just, it's hard. It's very hard to like <laughs> explain to somebody who's just, that's what they, they've always believed that it's what they believe. Yeah. It's hard coded. And like people who <clears throat> do keto, they do lose weight instantly. And it's like, oh, they, it was the brown rice. It was, you know, the, the sugar or the, the bread. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, no, it actually wasn't the bread. You it just was. are no longer retaining any water in you, your body. Yeah. And you're just probably eating less. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um, I, there are people who do keto and they don't lose weight. And it's like, I, you know, I'm doing keto and I don't lose, I'm not losing weight. It's like, well, it's kind of like paleo. People expect to lose weight doing paleo or keto, paleo in quotes, mm-hmm. basically cutting out um, processed carbs. But they end up eating like whole avocados or six slices of bacon or ba- they're putting butter in their coffee. And that's like, okay, you're not controlling for calories and calories. That's what matters. Are what matters. Bacon wrap uh, dates. Yeah. <laughs> Chocolate dip bacon. <clears throat> Did you ever used to have like paleo parties at your gym? Uh, or like cookout, like, um, yeah, like a people would definitely barbecue. always bring, like there was always some people who were doing paleo mm-hmm. who would bring paleo, whatever treats. Yeah. I remember, <clears throat> yeah, we used to have these, like these barbecues or potlucks and it, like everything had to be paleo. And like, I think back to some of what showed up and I'm just like, number one, I'm blown away that I ever ate that way and didn't just turn into a meatball um but just like the 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 lack of understanding about it like they're sure they're i guess if you're eating mcdonald's or hardy's every day for like two or three meals and you go to paleo like maybe you'll lose weight maybe you'll feel better you probably will feel better i mean at least you're eating higher quality foods yeah but calories man like it was so like your calories are just totally out of control i remember my mom made this like paleo dinner we were having a western canada like like regionals girls get together and Mm -hmm. it was in calgary it was hosted at the gym that i was going to and it was awesome there was like 12 of us and we had some really fun training sessions and um and then my mom was like well why don't we have everybody over for dinner and so it was actually insane because i didn't really it was i was kind of new to crossfit like newer i had been doing it for about a year and these like some of these girls ate full on paleo. Mm -hmm. And so my mom was all concerned about making sure the dinner was appropriate for everybody. So she bought like, I don't even remember how much she ended up spending on like full organic chicken. Cause that was the thing too. Like you you need, um, free range organic. Yeah. Like she went to the farmer's market and bought like all, and this is like 12 girls who eat a ton. Mm -hmm. She made, I think prosciutto wrapped, uh, cantaloupe, bacon wrapped dates or sorry, yeah bacon is that what it is bacon wrap yes. dates um and then sweet potato 
like fries. But then I specifically remember for dessert, she made paleo brownies. And these brownies were the most delicious brownies I've ever had. They're paleo, but it's like they didn't, she didn't use any flour or anything. It was like, I'm pretty sure the ingredients were like, it was chocolate, <laughs> almond butter, honey, and then I don't even know what else. Maybe like, eggs. If you just like, pause there for a second. Yeah, they probably weighed like a pound a piece. Yeah, but they were they were amazing. But when you actually think about like the way that the paleo, like what the paleo diet is intended to be, which is don't eat anything that wasn't available to our paleolithic ancestors. Do you think that they had the capacity to make paleo brownies <laughs> with like almond flour? Or bacon wrapped dates. Cocoa? Yeah. Yeah, the cured meat involved with paleo was always a bit ironic to me. I'm like, you think that cavemen are curing meat here? They're not. Um, yeah, I could go on about paleo for a long time. Not the worst diet, just not it's, the best. But to say like, we're, I don't, we don't want to sound like we're on our high horse. Like, oh, you should know this. It's like, why would why would you know this stuff like oh, where do exactly. you even get this information like a lot of the information you get is on you know from textbooks or is on nc ncbi website where you actually get scientific art like articles mm -hmm. peer-reviewed studies that show like this is the effect that insulin has like this is you know like how you can't even you cannot rely i think it was i was writing a post on electrolytes and i was doing some research and i ended up on like a sports like information mm -hmm. website and I'm reading through and I'm like, okay, okay. And then I realized like basically like they're just selling, they, they were selling an electrolyte. Supplement. Oh yeah. And it was like, again, like you need an electric, like no, not that many people need electrolytes. Nope. But they're saying like everybody needs an electrolyte. When you sweat, you're losing mm -hmm. valuable like potassium and sodium and all this stuff. But none of it was like based on science. No, it's based on selling a product. But you read it and it's like, hmm, it does sound like they know what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. Like they do a good job with marketing. Yeah. So it's pretty easy to be. I was actually on a site yesterday trying to find some pull-up progressions. Oh, Poliquin. <laughs> and I, I clicked on nutrition. So I was like, I've never been to this website. And I'm like, there was one article and it was how to balance your hormones with these five foods. Or like the immune boosting I know, exercises. And I was like, What? how do I not know about this? And so I'm like reading it and I'm like, and I'm like Meredith, is this a thing? And she's yeah. like, laughed at me. She's like, that's clickbait. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Cause I'm like, I've never even heard of this. Like I have a ton of people who are trying to balance their hormones. Like, you know, yeah. by eating healthy. Like if there's these like secret foods that help, like I gotta just, get them to eat that. Let's read. So it's Charles Poliquin. <laughs> He's like a Looney Tune. He's got a really good pull-up and push-up program, and that's the extent that I look at. I mean, I, I look looked at, at it, and it was kind of complicated, so I was like, you know what? Never mind. But it's free. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, like, if you go on his website, it's hilarious. Like, featured article, the top keto supplements you need. <laughs> um, how to reduce stress and heal the immune system. Three, workout tips for a robust immune system. How to eat for a strong immune system. Um see what what is melatonin and why is it a deal breaker for health and performance that might be a good read um but a lot of his stuff is just very like it's like he's a big hormone guy like estrogen levels in the body but he's a weirdo anyway i just yeah i mean it's and i'm not, i'm not an act like I mean, I guess I would consider myself an expert in some respects, but I'm not, I don't know everything. Mm -hmm. I'm not a scientist. I'm not doing my own research. I just have experience with a lot of clients and I do a lot of reading 
and even I click on something like that and I'm like, this guy looks pretty legit. Like, is this a thing? You don't have a master's degree? I, I don't have a master's degree. <laughs> you have a, you're a doctor? Yeah. I mean, that's it, useful. It's not useful for nutrition, but I'm good at reading and synthesizing information. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll fall back on that. Yeah. The, uh, the Jillian Michaels post from yesterday was our, like, by far, like, number one top post that we've ever put up, which is kind of cool because it, it sort of solidifies that the people who follow us and who believe in us are on the same page. And, like, it was we watched like I watched some of her video about CrossFit and it's not the first time that she's <clears throat> she's done that it's definitely more it's like an attention attention getting thing but it, like the post wasn't even really about CrossFit it was about her like her background with the biggest loser and the way that she treats people and the rhetoric that she uses and like you know but a couple of people made their way to the post as they always do and we're just started going on about she makes good points about CrossFit I'm like hey like if you're here because you think that we're trying to debate CrossFit, like you're at the wrong, you're in the wrong place. I mean, you don't, we didn't even go into the CrossFit stuff because what I, and I'll, I'll say this. I didn't watch every single minute or every single second of that video. I kind of skipped through mm-hmm. because I started watching it and I think I watched the first 30 seconds and within those first 30 seconds, she basically admitted that she doesn't really know. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm pretty sure she said like, I, you know, I'm not really sure, but this is what I think. It's like, Hey, this is not worth listening to and then and a couple of people send it to me and dm i think on tactic and my personal being like have you seen this and i'm like yeah i mean she's an idiot like i wouldn't even if not for you saying like we should write a post in this way mm-hmm. um i wasn't even going to give her the time of day like i don't want to give her any airtime. yeah but i think <clears throat> the way that we did it highlighted that i mean you did yeah like her the, what's important about her like her impact is so vast and that the the show is really important because it like I was reading an article on medium about it <clears throat> and in people who watch the show who are normal BMI saying like people like me or Alex, um, people who don't need to lose weight. They watch one single episode of the show and their bias against obese and overweight people increased by like 25%. And that's just one example of bias of of influence outside of the contestants of the show and into the audience so you have to like you have to wonder and it's you know and it's it's been documented the impact to people who do want to lose weight and are, are obese who watch the show they probably didn't think oh i can like i'll just do that like that worked not to mention like all of the show like a lot of these show contestants are kind of speaking out now they made them like they had to sign ndas which i think is crazy it just goes to show like we had, um, there was two contestants in Raleigh back when I was living in North Carolina and they, they went off the show, but like you had to go home and do your own thing. Then you come back for the finale or whatever. And so they showed up at CrossFit RDU and it was when I was managing that gym. And they said, like, they explained their situation. We we're on the biggest loser. We're at home for two or three months. Um, we're supposed to do our own exercise and try to continue to lose weight. Um, we want to do CrossFit at your gym. We like, we can't advertise it. We have to pretend like we're training at planet fitness. Um, and so they like, they came in or whatever did that. They were, they were so terrified of doing any amount of strength training because they were afraid that they would gain weight and muscle. And they knew that. Yeah. Cause the whole point of the show is the scale. Mm-hmm. It's not like having a healthy BMI or like, you know, 
yeah body composition it's like what does the number on the scale say so they they basically spent about a month being super freaked out by the exercises that we were programming and having people do convinced that they were going to gain muscle mass and then like i think the producers are also pressuring them to actually go to planet fitness and exercise so they ended up leaving so i think the post spoke out not necessarily specifically about her video because people were on there was a, a few negative comments saying like well you just stated that you didn't even watch the whole video so how can you sit there and say that you know everything about what she said like we weren't really speaking to the points about her specific uh, speaking to the specific points in her video right we were speaking to her what she stands for as a person as a person as a representative of the fitness community mm -hmm. as a representative of like gay trainers in this industry like yeah like you said in the post like i i did look up to her i'm pretty sure i have one of her books and i'm like now it's like it is disappointing yeah because a lot of it is just for fame and fortune and that's kind of like the post was kind of like you know we're not i'm not mad i'm not gonna argue with you i'm just disappointed in you yeah and i don't think we can just sit there silently and be like yeah whatever just keep keep spewing that stuff to people and confusing them and making them frustrated and fail like continue to fail at these yeah. um their endeavors practices that you're suggesting yeah and it's a lot of people like a lot of other pages were posting like funny videos of her doing ridiculous exercises as like well what are you talking about you like you care about people's safety and it's like the impact of that is limited like it's funny i guess to laugh at but like what is that actually accomplishing? Like say what you want, figure out how to say what you actually feel and say it. And so that's, I kind of like, I saw a few of those videos and I was like, okay, hey, how can we have a little bit more like impact and, and get this to, to hit home with people or understand like it's not Jillian Michaels isn't causing any harm by bashing CrossFit. If anything, it just makes people more like solidified in their decision to do CrossFit. Like, well, I think you can deter people from CrossFit like think about it yeah i guess if somebody's on the fence which a lot of people are mm -hmm. and people already have this view of it as what you see on netflix which is the crossfit games like yeah it looks dangerous yeah i mean yeah you're watching like guys who are snatching 300 pounds like dropping it almost mm -hmm. on their heads like yeah that's gonna happen in competition but you don't see like Alp alpine ski racing in the olympics and you're like i'm never gonna ski because look at how dangerous that right. looks like <laughs> uh okay well you're not going to be doing that if you go skiing it's just like if you show up at a crossfit gym as a novice mm -hmm. you're, you're not going to be... be lifting 300 pounds and crashing and burning like that like you're just not yeah because it's impossible you couldn't even lift that off the floor if you tried you get a pvc pipe yeah yeah um but i think what is damaging is that she is discrediting a not just a community but any f fitness that has has done good for a lot of people mm -hmm. and i don't think what we wanted to do was get on there and be like oh well you do stupid kettlebell swings or you do stupid you know mm -hmm. little workouts like you're you're like what the, she does is probably a lot better than somebody sitting on the couch yeah it was more speaking to like in other ways yeah your extremism in some respects especially when it comes to diet weight loss and you know what she's done in the past is something to, like we are discrediting her to some extent in terms of her statements about crossfit yeah it's more about like how she treats people mm -hmm. yeah i don't really give like i don't care about exercise like if zumba is your thing do that if jillian michaels workout dvds are your thing like do that I, I tried really Zumba once. It's actually kind of hard. It's so hard. I was, it was pathetic. I'm like, can I leave? Yeah. 
I couldn't keep up. <laughs> but like any of any of that is better than is better than nothing, which was kind of I think I said that at the beginning. Like like I'm willing to to stand with anyone who believes in fitness of any kind Mm -hmm. and uh i'm not going to get nitty about what you're doing or if it's the best or if there's danger or whatever most people understand that there are dangers involved with certain things like skiing which is by the numbers significantly more damn like dangerous than crossfit but jillian michaels didn't make a video about skiing it's like you see yeah i mean you could make an argument for any sport Mm -hmm. and actually if you look at a Olympic weightlifting, cause she talks about that and you say like, Oh, like that sport is only for Olympians or for experts. <laughs> well, like how did that person become an expert? Yeah. It's like, like they started as a novice, like kind of an idiotic thing. They to may say. have been somebody who walked into an Olympic weightlifting gym or a CrossFit gym like 10 years ago and was like, Hey, what's going on in here? Can I try? Yeah. And now they're Olympic athletes. So like, but the, I think you lose like people like Jillian lose touch with that that whole process because it's probably been so long since she's even attempt like since she's done a sport or even tried to improve in a specific skill. So you you lose touch with what it feels like or what it yeah, what it feels like to be a novice in something and then and then work at it and work progressions and become an intermediate at it and work progressions and like make it more difficult until you are advanced or elite. Like, you know, it's part of the, you know, describe elite fitness in a hundred words is regularly learn and play new sports. And I think that's important because it keeps us in touch with, with how progressive sport is and fitness. And it, it allows your brain to comprehend, like you can be a beginner and then you can become elite. I like, I don't need to bolster crossfit and probably a lot of our listeners eyes but how often do you walk into a crossfit gym and you hear like actually do you hear i want to i'm doing pull-ups to tone my arms or mm-hmm. i want to um or you know you don't even hear like i don't want to get you know too bulky like you don't hear a lot about appearance in a crossfit gym you hear a lot about like i want to do more pull-ups because i want to get strong or i want to yeah. be able to do a strict pull-up or i want to do a muscle up um i really want i'm like i'm doing these workouts because i want to be healthy but like and I like, again, I don't want to throw, uh, other fitness workouts or like fitness programs, programs under the bus. But like, it's not always about like, you know, having toned arms. It can be about just feeling really strong. Yeah. Um, being, setting a good example for your kids, like being able to lift your kids up. Mm-hmm. And I just, it, I mean, as, as much as I know that she's just like, trying to get attention probably it it does suck when somebody's trying to throw a really great it's changed my life oh for for many reasons not just because I got stronger and like healthier probably but like it's changed my life it's my confidence is hot like my like I just I met so many cool people oh I mean I would like it changed the whole trajectory of my life like yeah I don't know if I would have ever like come out as gay without Mm -hmm. CrossFit I don't know like I don't know what my life would be. I kind of feel like it'd probably be white picket fence with kids and like a station wagon at this point. So like I am eternally grateful to CrossFit for what it's done for me. It saved my life, like straight up saved it. So like it, it's, I will defend it. It's a hill that I'm like, I'm, I'm willing and ready to die on. And like, you know, it wasn't the point of our post and I'm not like, I don't want to fight with her about it or fight with the people who believe in her or agree with her. 
Like it just, it is what it is to me. It's very important. And like, I think that it can change lives Mm -hmm. and needs to be like given an opportunity to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So, um, I don't know. We kind of went on a little Jillian tangent there. Yeah. But it's kind of to say like that, you know, the diet, the diet industry, the nutrition industry is, is changing slowly. I think that there are some really positive influences out there and positive voices. It's just, it's going to take a long time, I think, to get ourselves away from, um, what has been the case and reality for 20, 30, 40 years, which is just kind of like misinformation, pseudoscience. It's the basics, man. Do the basics. Do them really well. Do them for a long time. You don't need to buy a special program. You All you need is a little bit of accountability and direction at the start. And then once you do it, it's, it starts to feel easier and really good. And and that's like that's it. That's all you got to do. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I've told this story on the podcast just to wrap things up. But when we send out our nutrition, our nutrition plans, it's got a lot of like information on the basics and kind of how to implement them and then you get the same plan if you get coaching it just turns into coaching and we help you implement that stuff if you just get the one-time plan you just get the plan and you kind of go off on your own so one guy bought just the plan and I'm like all right so he he wanted to lose weight just like typical crossfitter just like recreational but like wanted to lose weight and get healthier and feel better I think it was like he wanted to perform better and lose weight pretty classic. So I sent him our plan and it had like his macros and like recommendations for his lifestyle. Like basically, you know, you're only sleeping seven hours or six hours. Like you need to sleep eight. You're, um, you're not drinking any water. You're drinking eight, like just basically like I would suggest drinking three beers instead of eight throughout the week. That will help. It was very basic, but the basics are what work. And he sends back this long email and he was so upset. And he's like, I can't believe that you, 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 uh, charge money for this. This is the same thing that every like nutritionist oh, and trainer and this. fitness person has ever told me. And I'm like, did you ever do those I'm things? I'm like, but okay. Like that's because that's what you need to do to get the results that you want. Like we have so many data points for the people who do this stuff. They will progress towards the goals that happen to be the same goals that you have. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, please like do this for like 30 to 90 days and then reach back out to me. Like he never responded. Yeah. But in the nicest way I could, I'm like, yeah, like it's because the basics, this, this is actually priceless information. If you put it to practice, Yeah. this will change your life. Like it seems simple, but like, this is, I'm not going to tell you to take a fat burning pill because they don't work. Yeah. But like, that's what people want to hear. Yeah. Just take this pill and you'll get what you want. Yeah. The other day, someone, like someone I work with 101, I, it's been a month or two maybe, and he sent a message. He's like, I'm amazed at how well your initial, the initial macros that you're, you sent me are working. And because usually I send them with a disclaimer of like, this is the, the start based on the information that you provided and we'll modify as we go or I'll tinker. Like it, I just need a place to start. And I was thinking, I was like, yeah, it's, it's, and it's what I said to him. It's like, we have so many data points. We have so many people that we've helped and worked with that like, when I see someone come across my desk, like through the intake, like I can read through and just kind of like immediately go in my head. Like, yeah, this is like just my gut instinct has gotten so much more accurate and yours has too, which is pretty cool. Um, cause I think ultimately if you can 
like the less tinkering you do with someone the better because i don't like giving people the impression that you need to constantly be like every week tinkering and changing macros because you don't <laughs> like you're not that precise anyways so let's be realistic here um anyways yeah that, that went a little bit longer than i thought it would so let's wrap her up shall we uh any closing remarks from alex or ivy um no, I mean, I hope we weren't too negative about Jillian Michaels. She's going to do what she does, but we want to do what we do. And yeah. That's like, we care about people and we care about what information they're digesting and mm -hmm. we want to help people. So we're going to continue to call, call it out how we see it. Yeah. She really teed that one up for us, <laughs> which never hurts, but, um, yeah. Anyways, if you want more information about what we do specifically, feel free to, to message us or check out our website, which is uh, tacticmethod.com. It's got all the details and information you probably need. And if you still have questions, we are very responsive on all of our channels and would love to chat with you about what you have going on and what you want to accomplish. Um, or if you have questions about what exactly it is that we do. So um, thank you for listening. We hope that you're having a great week and continue to have a great week for those of you still participating in the tactic Al advent calendar challenge um, we see you we're really excited that the buy-in's been really good and remember that the 12 days of tactic are coming up and we'll have some giveaways going so we're seeing we're seeing who's posting we're paying attention keep that up we're excited for the last 12 days so signing off we'll talk to you guys later